Next on BYU Sports Nation, double bubble for BYU basketball. The Cougars staring down the unknown after a season-ending injury to one of their stars. All-conference guard Kyle Collinsworth out for the season with the torn ACL. What does it mean for BYU hoops and their NCAA tournament hopes? Plus, BYU football standout Daniel Sorensen impressed scouts at the NFL Draft Combine. Today, he'll lay out his plans for tomorrow's Pro Day in Provo. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Now from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Thursday, March 13th, it's going down in Studio B. I'm yelling timber. (laughs) What? No, no. (laughs) I was not anticipating that. You've totally thrown me off. I'm Spencer Linton, team perfect. Everyone's favorite spastic superstar, Jerem Jordan. Yay! (laughs) Do something spastic. Wherever and however you may be joining us, great to have you with us. We got some swag on the desk today. Yes. Yes, we do. My favorite piece is the Virgil Carter football helmet. It's in front of me, and it it, it honestly looks like a real 1960s football helmet. Uh, I wouldn't move that because you're going to bump everything, and it's going to fall off the desk. (laughs) I don't. (laughs) Okay, fine. I'll move move it back. Join our conversation 24-7 using the hashtag BYUSN. I still can't believe you went Kesha. Really? Who's Kesha? (laughs) Link up across BYU Sports Nation wherever, whenever, and sound off on today's Twitter question. I'm yelling timber. You know How does the going. Collinsworth injury impact the BYU postseason? Hashtag oh. BYUSN How on does Twitter. it not impact it? Weigh in. Let's discuss. Send in your responses using the hashtag BYUSN. BYU Sports Nation, by the way, airs weekdays at noon Eastern, 10 a.m. Mountain, on Sirius XM Channel 143, BYURadio.org. And the BYU Radio iOS app. You can watch the simulcast live on BYU TV and on BYUtv.org. Rebroadcast weekdays at 7 Eastern on BYU Radio. Rise and shout, my friends. It's time for a loaded Thursday edition of What's Trending. What's Trending in BYU Sports Nation. Topic 1. Ouch! Kyle Collinsworth, done for the year with a torn ACL. We feared the worst. We got the worst. The news came out last night, and immediately you just feel horrible for the kid, for the timing, for the team. Your heart just goes out to him. What I was really impressed with was Kyle's response where he said, minor setback, major comeback. And then he said, hashtag team positive. So you know that Kyle Collinsworth is – He's a mentally tough kid. He's going to bounce back. I have no doubt that he's going to come back and be a great basketball player for BYU. That is, I have no concerns about that at all. I, I really just believe in the kid and his ability and his mindset. But what does this do to the team now? Uh, you cannot replace Kyle Collinsworth. He, Tyler Haas is one of the nation's best scorers, but Kyle Collinsworth might be the MVP for his team. You can make a serious argument for that. MVP is about value, right? So Kyle Collinsworth, to me, is team MVP. The most outstanding player is Tyler Haas, no doubt. He is the best player on BYU's team. Top six in the country in scoring, all that. Which, by the way, if Kyle Collinsworth doesn't sustain that knee injury at St. Mary's, does this happen? I don't know. And then it's just sad that it happened on a play where he's not even contacted. It just He just tore it, it was untouched. A, it was a fluky thing. Yeah. And BYU, at that point, BYU's down big in this game, and they, they come back a little bit in that game, but disappointing that Kyle won't be there. Uh, and then, the, now in the press release, it says the following. 
Collinsworth is anticipated to make a full recovery and return to practice in the fall. I don't, I don't know what that means. Does that mean September? It's, it's six months from now. It's September 13th. Well, the fall is technically September 21st to December 21st, correct? There you go. So does that mean when BYU starts practicing that he's full bore ready to go? I would imagine there's going to be a period of recovery there. And the, that BYU is going to have to deal with the Collinsworth injury. And then Jamal Eights cannot play until... Uh, after finals. Oh, January. Over. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Uh, late, uh, late, late December. December. Yeah. December 18th. Same as Matt 20th, Carlino. Around there. Yes, exactly. So BYU will be a little, uh, little undermanned to start the season. But Kyle Collinsworth not being in the lineup, that affects BYU in, in, in a negative way, obviously, on the court. But then you look at seeding, which we'll talk about more in a moment. But we'll, disappointing. We'll have a therapist on at the bottom of the hour to talk about what an ACL injury is, what has to happen, what goes into the recovery, what goes into the rehab process. What do you lose with Kyle Collinsworth right now? You lose the second-leading scorer on the team. You lose an all-conference player. You lose the team's leading rebounder. You lose one of the main assist guys, a guy that steals the ball. You lose so much that Kyle Collinsworth brings. He's, he brings cohesiveness to this team, and he was playing the best basketball that he had all season The physical right leader. Now. The physical leader mm-hmm. on the team. Matt Carlino has been the voice a lot of times. Tyler Haas is the guy that's going to go out and get buckets. But Kyle Collinsworth leads them onto the court. He's the guy that's, uh, to me, the physical leader of this team. Big, big loss. So the MVP, at least in terms of the value to the team, out for the season. What happens next? Topic two. What does it all mean? With Kyle Collinsworth out... What happens to BYU moving forward now? They're already a bubble team. We thought that they were safe with 23 wins and their resume, an RPI of 31, a strength of schedule of 24. 23 wins, I already said, but again, to emphasize, that is what they have done on their resume. They're safe. They're in. But now with Kyle Collinsworth out, this has become a national hot topic among bracketologists and college basketball prognosticators. Is it, is it something that's going to keep BYU out of the tournament now? That's what everybody's talking about. Well, without Collinsworth, is BYU deserving of a tournament bid? And I say they are. You can't punish a team and keep them out of the tournament because a fluke thing like this happens. Now, in theory, that's the, that's the NCAA Tournament Selection Committee's uh, policy here is that uh, the at-large bid possibility is not affected by an injury, but the seating is. Listen to this from... Uh, Ron Wellman, this was quoted in the Salt Lake Tribune uh, yesterday, I believe. Uh, he was asked, to, he's the NCAA Selection Committee chairman, Ron Wellman, was asked about injured players, NCAA bids, and seedings in a teleconference. Wellman said the following, The committee is well aware of those injuries, probably referencing Joel, uh, Joel Embiid at Kansas, Kyle Collinsworth now at BYU. We will follow those injuries. We will get updates on the injuries. He also said, again, it is up to the individual committee member as to how much weight they want to put on that, that particular injury. By the way, among the 10 committee members, uh, Scott Barnes, Utah State Athletic Director, Stanford's Athletic Director, and the West Coast Conference Commissioner, Jamie Zaninovich. People familiar with BYU's plight. They know what's going on. Yes. Uh, this is, this, it's not going to be for a lack of detail <laughs> if, if BYU gets in or they, out. Like, they, they, they know they what know. they're doing. They know everything. But they know a couple of the, I'm telling you, like a third of the committee is familiar with BYU. They knew before we did that Kyle Collinsworth had a torn ACL. I, I'm guessing that they were they were on the inside circle in, in that. Regardless, you mentioned that 
the, the committee has never punished a team for something like this. Well, I don't know if they have before or not, but they're not supposed other, to. Other than seating. And they say, we won't leave a team out. Like they, They'll take the team resume and they'll put the team in. Body but, work, end of the year. But it can affect seating. Our good friend Jerry Palm, CBS, who has <laughs> been slamming hard on the tournament train breaks as we've been chugging along, he says, and, and when he was asked, will this keep BYU out of the tournament? Does Kyle Collinsworth's injury knock them out? And he said, don't think so. Injuries affect seed. So he realizes that too. Then he said, in response to another tweet, over, under on BYU getting in at large. And he said, under. So Jerry Palm doesn't think that they get in anyway, even with Kyle Collinsworth. But he, did, he, he does understand what we understand, and that is the NCAA Tournament Committee should not and they say they will not leave out a team just because a player gets injured, especially in the championship game. Like, their resume is their resume. If the NCAA Tournament Committee leaves BYU out now, they're just projecting. They're projecting that BYU will not be good. That's not fair if they do that. That is not fair, in my opinion. Which brings us to the stat of the day with BYU's chances of getting in. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. 91. According to TeamRankings.com, they pull from different brackets and spit out data. BYU has a 91% chance of getting an at-large bid to the NCAA tournament. That shot up after BYU didn't win the NCAA tournament because they had auto-bid percentages plus the at-large. So BYU appears, and in uh, bracket matrix, fourth to the last team in, so as of now, they're still in. The thing is... The Collinsworth injury does not affect BYU in any positive way. It can only be negative. You hope that it's offset by some teams on the bubble in the same conversation with BYU losing, bowing out early in conference tournaments to where BYU can rise a little bit or at least maintain. But if I'm BYU, I'm a little nervous right now with this situation because not having Collinsworth, the court of public opinion may be swayed in the favor of BYU not getting in. And these selection committee members, like Jamie Zaninovich, who we're very familiar with, are trying to isolate themselves. In fact, they are. They have security they're guards in their hotel. Isolated. They're in Indianapolis. In Indianapolis right now, away from this stuff. But they're on the internet. You, ha- you hear stuff. They're on Twitter. They're being tweeted at. This is a dangerous situation for BYU. And if BYU gets in, it's by a hair, baby. So are, does, in your mind, does BYU get in? I still think BYU gets in. I think it's closer than we think it will be. Wow. Okay, so you think that BYU, despite Kyle Collinsworth's injury, they still are going to get in the tournament? Yes. It depends on what happens with a lot of bubble teams. Right, and that will affect it. But the, the variance is such that I think BYU has a resume that gets them in. We'll tell you who to root for, who to root against, coming up uh, also towards the bottom half of this hour. Because there are so many teams that are right there with BYU. Teams like California and Dayton and Tennessee. So we're going to tell you who they play, who to root for, who to root against, uh, again, coming up. While we can, let's get to Twitter and get to some of your responses. Use the hashtag BYUS. And how will Kyle Collinsworth's injury affect BYU's postseason? It's Twitter time. At Twitter Pated, just increases depth slash experience. Don't know BYU could go that far anyway. Still going to miss him. Hashtag half-court alley-oop. That was the play before. And here's the thing with me. I am not worried about discussing whether BYU is going to win a game in the NCAA tournament or not. Just get in. Get in, and then we have next week to talk about it, and we're probably talking about BYU playing on Monday, the next day in a play-in game. They were a 14 seed against Iona and in a play-in game. That, that could happen again. 
That could very well happen again. I, w- I wouldn't be shocked to see them drop all the way to a number 14 seed. But and I, be in Dayton. They may play Dayton. But they're in. in. They're in. They ha- you cannot leave a team that has an RPI of 31 and a 24 strength of schedule and 23 wins and playing well at the end of the season out of the tournament. You just can't do that. At Laser Sheep. Although Kyle's injury will affect NCAA consideration, it shouldn't. If BYU is matched up against a big team, they'll struggle. Kyle has helped with rebounding tremendously in that. At Bleed Cougar Blue, the KC injury changes the lineup in a big way and tournament projection as they are a weaker team now. Yes, they they become a weaker team because they lose one of their best players. But still, BYU is an NCAA tournament caliber team because they have a guy named Matt Carlino that can come in and start at point guard. Up next, his performance at the NFL Combine turned heads and got people talking. Now he's preparing for BYU's Pro Day tomorrow. Joining us in studio, Daniel Sorensen. This is BYU Sports Nation. And now, back to more BYU Sports Nation. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live from Studio B. We are passionate today. We are certainly emotional. And our uh, shout-out, first shout-out, should go to Kyle Collinsworth for a speedy recovery. We wish you all the best. Yeah, Any, that's going to be... to that? He, he'll have surgery next week uh, to repair his torn ACL. Best, uh, best wishes to Kyle. His brother Chris uh, sustained injuries that really... Uh, limited his career, ended it early. He was a really good player. Uh, we hope the best for Kyle that he can become uh, an even better player post-injury, which, by the way, stay current with BYU Sports Nation. The simulcast is live at, uh, every day at noon Eastern and on demand, the audio on BYUSportsNation.com or at BYUTV.org slash DVR if you like the video. Follow the latest on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. You can follow us at Spencer underscore Linton and at Jerem Jordan. Our Twitter question today is, how does the Kyle Collinsworth injury impact the BYU postseason? Send your responses using the hashtag BYUS, and we'll get some more of your responses in just a bit. But first, how about something on a lighter side? The fact that football is right around the corner. Countdown to Connecticut. 169. Yeah, 169 days. And while we're on the topic of countdown to Connecticut, Daniel Sorensen, BYU senior safety, joins us now headed to what we assume will be the NFL. And, and you're going to go. We're just, we're just, we're just going <laughs> to say that. You're, you're going to go to the NFL. Had a great combine. But where are you going to be watching the Connecticut game on August 29th, Daniel? Uh, hopefully I'll be, you know, getting ready for a preseason game in a hotel somewhere. If you need a place, <laughs> you can always come back to, to, to BYU Broadcasting. Oh. We'll, just, we'll, we'll put that out there. <laughs> Thank you. This is our first chance to talk to you since the Combine. When did you know that your three-cone drill, which was the fifth fastest time of anyone since 06, when, when did you realize you nailed it? Uh, so, I, so I ran it. I came through, and uh, one of the guys kind of had you know said, whoa, you know, and I, I was hoping that it wasn't like, wow, that guy's slow. <laughs> <laughs> so I went back, and I, and I asked the, the scout that, it was t- that was timing, and he said 6-4, and as soon as I heard 4, I was like, wow, that's, that's good. That was a good time. Did yeah. you realize in the middle of that that, hey, I'm, I'm hitting it? Or it's so quick, you can't tell. Yeah, you just, you know, you hope that it's a good time. You know, those, those tenths of a second, it's hard to measure. So. Isn't it funny how meaningful those tenths of a second are yeah, in that situation especially? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's, you, when you look at it, a tenth of a second, I mean, that's just like a step or two or like, you know, uh, you know a little hiccup or, you know. That was like fourteenths. That. that wasn't even a tenth. You know what I mean? <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. Well, then you, then you keep it rolling in, in the 60-yard shuttle. 
and you run a 10.8 flat, which I believe was the second fastest of any secondary player. So did you kind of feel like, okay, I'm in a groove. Second of like, anyone, first among, oh, anyone, first among first secondary. Among secondary. Okay. So you're, you're in an absolute groove at that point. Did you kind of feel like, wow, this is, this is going to be really good for me? Yeah. yeah um, I, I started feeling good once with, through the position drills and things like that. I felt like I was kind of hit my groove there. People were talking about your soft hands and all that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, and then, and then, yeah, I think I felt like it transitioned right over to those, those uh, agility drills and things like that and I had a good finish to the combine. Did you feel like I did enough uh, in, uh, at the combine to be able to get drafted, not just maybe a free agent contract or get on people's radar, but that I could get drafted because of what I did at the combine? Yeah, um, it's kind of hard to, to know what, what the scouts um, value. You know, if you want to look at everything as a pie and everything's got its own percentage and weight, you know, you, you take what you've done on the field in your career um, and then you take, you know, your combine. You also take who you are as a person, your work ethic, your personality, maybe even problems off the field. And, you, you know, it's kind of all that picture. It's, it's what, you know, the scouts feel like is most important. Um, and obviously the combine does play a role and, and guys can help themselves or hurt themselves. But it's hard to know exactly, you know, um, what they're thinking or, or what they're valuing, you know, what they want to see you do. Hopefully I was what I was hoping to do is, is be able to showcase at the combine, you know, some of my athleticism um, that I can make plays on the ball, that I got good hands. Um, and then, you know, change of direction and things like that, being able to show that I can cover uh, on a guy and move laterally and, and stay in front of him. And so hopefully those are some of the things that, that translate, um, you know, uh, to the scouts and, and show them, you know, what I can do and, and, and then backed up on the film as well. Daniel Sorensen, standout safety on the BYU football team, now getting ready for what he hopes will be an NFL draft pick, uh, joining BYU Sports Nation with Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. You bring up problems off the field and there are there are guys in the combine that that have their problems off the field then there's you um have you ever had a problem <laughs> ever anywhere <laughs> no it's funny uh, at the combine well yeah my wife might say otherwise but um at the combine you, you get to meet with all the scouts from all the teams and and the position coaches as well so a lot of the secondary coaches the db coach safety coaches and things like that and uh they, they'll go through those questions you know tell me tell me about the problems you've had off the field but as soon as they hit oh you're from byu oh you're you're married oh we could probably just skip these questions right nice <laughs> yeah. okay you're well, 30 right. years old so <laughs> a lot of other guys get you know get ripped into and they get you know their background dug into but you know most of the time they they were Skipped over those a questions. Benefit of playing at BYU. Yes. I've heard Absolutely. about I've heard about just the crazy questions that you may or may not get asked. What was the weirdest question you got asked among those interviews? Um I'd love to ask this to you guys. No. <laughs> so uh the Browns, they they had an iPad and the guy's like, Okay, look, this is gonna be really awkward. Um I'm not gonna say anything. And so we've got It's a great start. Yeah. You got one minute and I'm gonna film you and I'm not gonna say anything and if you stop then just just wait till the minute's up. Oh. And he said, in one minute, how many, how many uses can you find for a paperclip? Ready, go. And you're like, oh, you what's know, the point of this? I don't know. And so you, you name <laughs> off like, you know, uh, open up a door or hold papers together, things like that. You, you make it maybe like 20 seconds and then you just sit there for 40 seconds <laughs> and stare at him. And he's not doing anything and he's staring at you and it's just awkward. Oh and you're just goodness. like, all right. Of course, <laughs> the Browns would ask that question. The Cleveland Browns. Cleveland of Browns, teams. yeah. How, I mean, really, how many can you think of? Like, I can think of, like, okay, maybe it's like a, it, it links things together. I don't know. You can, like, reform it and uh, use it as, like, a miniature hanger. I don't know. Now, now let's sit for three seconds. <laughs> yes. 
That's awkward. This feels that awkward. was one second, just... and I feel awkward. <laughs> Daniel Sorensen on BYU Sports Nation. Pro Day tomorrow uh, here at BYU. What are you going to do in your Pro Day workout for the scouts that come in and watch you? Yeah, I'm planning on running and jumping. Um, if I feel good, I'll uh, I'll do the vert again and then run our four, run the forty and probably just position drills and things like that. Okay, so nothing too crazy. No, you've no, already posted no your numbers and no. yeah, you've done enough, right? Yeah. Daniel Sorensen on BYU Sports Nation. Is there a team that that you kind of got a really good feeling of that you were talking to at the NFL Draft Combine, or some teams that kind of stuck at you're like, well, I, I, I think that they might be they might be into me. What do you think? Yeah, uh, some more than others, but it's really hard to tell. You know, a lot of it they just want to get to know you. Yeah. You know, and 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 a lot of interest on their part they don't they don't really show um and so it's hard to tell if if they really like you or, or not but um you know some teams i interviewed better with than others you know i was able to answer the questions or you know things like that but it's really from this time till the draft you're kind of in the dark and they they you know there's not much light that's that's shed and on on you know where you're gonna go or who want who likes you who's gonna pick you up so that's what makes this process so difficult after the Senior Bowl, after the NFL Combine, after hopefully a great pro day tomorrow, how much more confident are you uh, about your draftability? Yeah, I think each each of those is just kind of like a step closer um, to the NFL and another opportunity to prove to the scouts of what you can do. And so, um, yeah, I feel like more confident than I was, you know, going through, you know, uh, the bowl game and, and – uh, the combine and then pro day and things like that. You just kind of, I feel like I'm kind of gaining momentum as I'm going into the NFL and, and a little more confidence. And you, you kind of, all right, yeah, maybe this is you know starting to come together and maybe this really can happen and things like that. But um, yeah, you really don't know. That's what's that's what's difficult. Daniel Sorensen's on BYU Sports Nation with Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Good to have you back in here on in our new home, <laughs> Studio yeah. B. What what do you what do you think of this place? You guys are living good. <laughs> Must be doing something right. No, this is great. This is awesome. I think this is a lot better than the little box you guys are in. <laughs> Otherwise known as a radio studio, but it it performs well because it's radio. Absolutely. Uh, Daniel Sorensen's on BYU Sports Nation. How many Cougars will be drafted in the NFL draft? This year, yeah. this draft, 2014. Mm-hmm. Or 2021, either one. Uh, I'd, I'd, I'd go as far as to say uh, at least four to five. So, all, wow, four to five? Four to five. Okay. Which, and, and you're one of those, I assume? I would hope so. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, that, that's, that's got to be – it's been a long time since four or even five BYU Cougars have been drafted. Yeah. Is that something that you take pride in, in that the last couple of years there's not been as many draftees? But you want a program that produces guys that get into the league. I mean, is that a source of pride for the program that you guys hope to to represent this year, the seniors? Oh, absolutely. Um, it it helps the program out a ton. You know, you know, uh, especially for recruiting and things like that. Guys are seeing that out of BYU, guys are going to the NFL. It's it's a program that's going to prepare you for the next level. And I absolutely feel that way. And and I think we are now starting to see it. You're now starting to see, um, you know, Kyle Van Noy's, Cody Hoffman's, some of this talent that's been developed. You know, transitioning to the NFL, and I think I think this year's class is it's got a great opportunity. You had a few of your buddies at the NFL Combine with you. You had Kyle and Cody and Ethan Manumaliuna, and yeah. Juan Unga came out, did some interviews, even though he's been injured, and, and yourself. So there were five BYU Cougars at the Combine. 
Did you get a chance to talk to them or hang out with them at all while you were in Indianapolis? Yeah, I mean, the the chance you get to see guys is maybe for a split second before they're rushed off somewhere and you're going another way. But, uh, yeah, it was good to see them and, and, and see someone that's familiar and ask them questions. Hey, you know, what should I, you know, what should I do or what should I prepare for or tell me what this is like or tell me, you know, something I should do better than, you know. And uh, a lot of them just said, get your rest because it is a crazy four days that you have there but no it was good to see him we tried to all get together and get a picture at the combine all five of us but it didn't happen did not oh. happen oh. Ah. that would have been a great picture but um yeah just because your schedules are so crazy and they, they're rushing you off yeah, understandably uh replacing you in the secondary it looks like rob daniel has been cross-trained at safety mm-hmm. craig bills may or may not be moved what do you think of what's going on in the secondary in preparation for next year? I think they've got a lot of talent, and I think there's going to be some big decisions about where guys are going to play because you got so much talent, I think, um, with Rob that can play corner and play safety, Craig who can play both sides, and he's he's a veteran player there, and you got some young corners coming up, and it's it's going to be difficult. Where Where is all that talent going to fit on the field? And, and Coach Howe's got a, got a unique challenge to, to try and fit all that you know ability on the field at the same time. And... Um, I think they'll be good. I think they'll be able to rotate. I think they'll they'll have enough enough depth if they've got injuries to you know compensate for that. And uh, Craig's a great leader back there, and so they're in good hands. I feel like 169 days until BYU opens the season at Connecticut. Daniel Sorensen, we hope too you'll be uh, <laughs> watching that game, getting ready for the preseason with an NFL team. Thanks for being here, and great to have you with us. Hey, thanks, guys. Oh, before you go, let's have you uh, sign the flag. Yes, and <sighs> and totally, t- totally forgot, but here we go. Having been a benefactor of the BYU Sports Nation karma before, we're just going to re-award you that so that you can go and dominate your pro day tomorrow. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for the time, Dan. <laughs> Did I put my number, too? You can do that. Sure. There you go. Daniel Sorensen. Done. Well done, my friend. The flag is signed. It's official. Daniel Sorensen now has the BYU Sports Nation karma once again, getting ready for his pro day tomorrow. Our Twitter question today is, how does Kyle Collinsworth's injury affect BYU basketball's postseason? Are they in? Are they out? How much is their seed affected? Send in your responses using the hashtag BYUS and getting some really interesting responses thus far. Now we ask you this, is the BYU bubble busted by an ACL injury? Well, we'll tell you how similar injuries and situations have affected tournament teams in the past. Interesting stuff there. You're listening to BYU Sports Nation on BYU Radio. This is Nate Austin, and you are tuned in to BYU Sports Nation on BYU Radio. Nate Austin and the BYU Cougars. Now waiting to see if they get in the NCAA tournament on Selection Sunday, 6 Eastern, in what, three days from now? Is that three? Wow. Sunday on CBS. The, the judgment day is coming for the 2014 season. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV with Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. What's happening tonight? Well, the boys of summer return to Miller Park. Cougar Baseball is on BYU TV for the first time this year and continues on BYU Radio tonight. 8 Eastern, the Cougars open West Coast Conference play against San Diego. Your first game as the baseball play-by-play. Can't wait. You excited? Absolutely. Yeah, it's going to be fun. We'll talk to Colton Mahoney coming up, who threw the no-hitter last week at Nickel State. I will tell you what Colton Mahoney and I have in yeah. common. Something that you informed me of earlier today, Jerry. You didn't even know. And, and You're it's, both right-handed. It's, 
<laughs> it is fantastic. We'll be joined by Dr. Polson, uh, Matthew Polson, a doctor who specializes in orthopedic surgery and sports medicine uh, in just a moment as we're talking about Kyle Collinsworth and his season-ending ACL injury. If BYU is going to get in the tournament or not, well, we don't know, but we do know that Kyle Collinsworth will not be playing until the fall, that according to BYUcougars.com and their release from the team yesterday. Joining us now is Dr. Matthew Polson, medical doctor, and as I mentioned, orthopedic specialist, surgeon, and uh, a guy that knows sports medicine in and out. Dr. Polson, welcome to BYU Sports Nation. How are you doing? Yeah, doing well, thank you. We, thank appreci- you. we appreciate you taking some time with us. Uh, we, we want to become experts on ACL injuries today. So can you just kind of give us a, a brief description of, of what happens when somebody tears their ACL? Uh, you bet. It's, it's a significant injury. The ACL is uh, very important for, for functioning in sports and pivoting knee-type activities. And, and it's a common injury, and it's a, it's a big injury. I mean, it used to be a few decades ago that if you had that, it was – kind of a career-ending injury, but it's no longer the case. You know, techniques have, uh, you know, evolved to the point that most athletes are able to get back and do everything they want to do and get back to their uh, their desired uh, level of act- activity with athletics, whatever. But, yeah, so the ACL is a leg- ligament in the center of the knee, and uh, it uh, helps with stability. And when it tears, the athlete is unable to do pivoting knee sports anymore uh, or the knee buckles and and can cause a lot of problems. So it's a significant injury. Um, the ACL prevents uh, kind of the lower shin bone, the tibia, from going forward, but it also prevents rotation, excessive rotation of the knee. So when you lose the ligament, uh, that's why those motions, the, the athlete will kind of buckle and, and uh, have some significant problems. Dr. Matthew Polson, uh, orthopedic surgeon, is on BYU Sports Nation. Uh, you you didn't uh, you won't do the surgery on Kyle Collinsworth per se, but we're learning great things about ACL tears. What's the typical recovery time generally for an ACL tear? You know, it's it's <clears throat> you're doing a lot of stuff pretty quickly, but as far as the aggressive pivoting knee sports, it's going to be a while. I mean, it's it's usually nine to twelve months before the high level athletes are able to get back doing everything they want to do. But I mean, you know, rehab starts uh, just a few days after surgery. Aggressive motion strengthening. You get on a stationary bike within a week or two. Um, you're doing all. I mean, you're able to run typically at about three months after surgery, and you start feeling pretty good. But it's as far as the aggressive contact group pivoting stuff. It's usually about nine to twelve months. Some sometimes a little sooner, but uh, you want to make sure that uh, graft is entirely healed and incorporated, and, and the, your rehab's gone well. That your thigh muscles, the quads, have really uh, rehabbed well before you want a chance because if you tear it again if you've gone back too soon then you're back to square one you have to start over dr matthew polson orthopedic surgeon and a former byu track and field and cross-country athlete on byu sports nation what causes an acl tear what what goes into to making that ligament snap and just decide that it's done you know usually it can happen a variety of ways but usually it's an injury that that both the athlete and people watching think boy, that wasn't that big of a deal. That doesn't seem like that could produce a significant injury. It's usually what's called a non-contact pivoting injury. So it, it means that no one was around you, no one hit you, your knee plants and twists a little bit, and then boom, that's all it takes. And you, you feel a pop, and, and, and you don't always feel a pop. But the athlete goes down, they know something's wrong. 
sometimes it seems so insignificant that the athlete tries to play again and just can't, knee buckles. Other times it is a contact injury, you know, football, basketball, someone runs into the knee and it can cause that amongst some other injuries. But typically it's, it's usually an injury that just seems insignificant and how could that do that? But that's, and you know, athletes typically have done that same maneuver thousands of times, but just that had that perfect mechanism and it just uh, tears. So usually it's kind of a, you plant, you change directions or you're landing from a jump or kind of a non-contact pivoting injury and the ACL is torn. Dr. Matthew Polson, medical doctor, orthopedic surgeon, is on BYU Sports Nation discussing ACL tears and recovery. How, how much more likely is a person to tear the, their ACL once they've done it before? Um, <clears throat> if you have rehabbed really well uh, after the ACL surgery, it's a, it's a big rehab. I mean, it's a good, it's a good year of rehabilitation after uh, an ACL surgery. Um, and if you've rehabbed really well, it's not very common to, to re-tear that ACL. Interestingly, there, there's a... Uh, you kind of a increased chance of tearing the other ACL on the other other leg. Um, and, you know, maybe that's because of compensating. Who knows? But if if uh, if they rehab really well and they've uh, and you don't have them go back too soon after the surgery, it doesn't re-tear very often. But it can happen if you have the perfect mechanism again. It can happen, but but not commonly. Can you can you see any scenario where an athlete actually becomes stronger from tearing the ACL, where they they become stronger in that leg? You know, I've seen that happen. I have not not that the surgery makes your ac not not that the surgery makes your ACL um, you know stronger than it was before. I mean, surgery doesn't do that. However, if you rehab really well, uh, and I mean, it's a lot of time, a lot of quad strengthening, a lot of uh, in, intense rehabilitation. I've seen athletes have a stronger leg than they did before, but that's probably just because they worked really, really hard, perhaps harder than they did before surgery. And I've seen athletes. Uh, become better athletes after the surgery. Again, not, not that the surgery caused that, but, I mean, the surgery needs to be done correctly, of course, but, um, but they worked hard and they have a stronger leg and have done even better. I've seen that happen, but I think it's a function of just really paying the price with rehab. Certainly something that uh, BYU fans can get optimistic about as Kyle Collinsworth approaches a lengthy and difficult recovery. Dr. Matthew Polson, orthopedic surgeon and former BYU track and field and cross-country athlete joining BYU Sports Nation. Doctor, we thank you for the time. Thank you. Happy to help. Thank you. All right. Interesting stuff right there. Yeah. I, I mean, it, you think of the guys that, I mean, like Adrian Peterson just like shatters his leg, comes back. That's not an ACL per se, but. He's the exception. Robert Griffin third, and guys like that. Derek came Rose. Back. Derek Rose. Derek Rose took his time. Yeah. And then came back and got a different injury. Uh, that's the exception. He said nine to 12 months before high-level athletes, I would say Kyle Collinsworth is a high-level athlete, are getting back to where they want to. Getting back to where they want to be. So that's not saying that doctors can't clear an athlete to right. play in the fall. Do you want Kyle Collinsworth playing Mount St. Mary's in Colorado, Mesa, or whoever like BYU did that early? In early he's November. not ready. No, is the answer. And then he said, uh, we asked, can you be stronger? Can that leg be stronger? If you rehab really well, I've seen athletes have a stronger leg than before. So because maybe they're working hard, which is something that's I I've never really considered. I mean, Adrian Peterson I consider as the exception, the NFL running back that came back and he's just, a freak of nature. He went like, beast mode. Yeah, I mean he. Sorry, I shouldn't say that. that's Marshawn Lynch's thing. Right, but he, it's unfair to compare anyone to Adrian. Peterson. He was a machine, yeah, totally. Yeah. Kyle Collinsworth, however, if he rehabs well, has an opportunity to get back to right where he needs to be. Haley Steed of the women's basketball team two years ago as a senior, won the West Coast Conference Tournament. That was her seventh year 
playing for BYU because she tore it, counted one, two, three times. Two ACLs in one knee, one in the other. Overcame that. And then there's the mental aspect that always comes up. How hesitant will he be to go to the rack? He's not a tremendous shooter from the outside. His strength is getting to the rim, rebounding. How physical will he be? These are a lot of unanswered questions right now that uh, if he's ready in six months will be crazy. I'm, I'm thinking he's not fully healthy for a little while. And so hope, best of luck to him in his rehab. I'll take Kyle Collinsworth for his word. Minor setback, major comeback. Motivated. And I think that's what we, we all hope for as Kyle gets, gets uh, ready to come back. Okay, some bubble talk. We told you that we were going to talk about BYU basketball and what has to happen around them. To help them, especially now with Kyle Collinsworth not being in the equation, there are a number of teams that are right there all bubbly with BYU, and we're going to start with Oregon and Xavier, two teams that are probably in, that are listed above BYU in Joe Lenardi's bracket. Oregon takes on UCLA today. They're an interesting case because BYU played them, so you're like, well, don't we want Oregon to win so that makes BYU look better? Not necessarily. BYU's RPI is good enough. If they lose to UCLA... I think it helps BYU more than Oregon beating UCLA does because that just solidifies the Ducks. Xavier takes on Marquette in the Big East. Marquette is 17-14, and 14, not having a great year. But if they can do BYU a favor and knock off Xavier, then the Musketeers fall below BYU. And The Musketeers. That's Marquette great. has to win the Big East tournament to try and get in the NCAA tournament. St. Joseph's also in the mix of people you want to lose. Arkansas, Tennessee, Dayton, Nebraska. By the way, Joe Lenardi just tweeted an update to his bracket. BYU, the second-to-last team in. They were the fourth-to-last team in this morning. Now they're the second-to-last team in. How does that fluctuate in like an hour? Good I don't grief. know, but it did. The one team that absolutely has to lose today that you, that you want to lose is California. Colorado beat California. All BYU sports fans become uh, Buffalo fans today. What do you do as a pitcher after throwing a no-hitter? We're going to ask Colton Mahoney because he's experienced it. This is BYU Sports Nation. This is Tyler Haas, and you are tuned into BYU Sports Nation on BYU Radio. Tyler Haas and the BYU Cougars await their fate. Selection Sunday approaches. They'll have to get in without Kyle Collinsworth, and what can they do if they get in without one of their most valuable players? Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan doing BYU Sports Nation live from Studio B. You can listen to our show always on demand at BYUSportsNation.com or watch it on BYUTV.org slash DVR. Our next in-studio guest, the man who threw a no-hitter yeah. last week. No-hitter. Woo! That was awesome. That was awesome. Give it up for the man that uh, did something that hadn't been done in 25 years. 1989, the last time a BYU pitcher threw a no-hitter. Okay, Colton, what what's the ninth inning like when you have a no-hitter rolling? Man, you just you just want to get through it. <laughs> you don't want to give up that last hit. There was there's a couple calls that the umpire was started not to call my curveball, and I was like, man, I was like, this can't happen right now. Like, <laughs> in the ninth, he's, he's in the ninth inning. Oh, I, I swear, I could I was throwing him right over the middle of the plate, and he wasn't calling him. I was like, man, this is just gonna happen. And there was there was no chance I was gonna let him get a hit after the ninth inning. There awesome. was, I was just not going to let it happen. So your teammates are bouncing around <laughs> you and, and prayed. What was the uh, celebration like there in, in Louisiana? Man, that was crazy. That um, Brock Whitney caught the ball and, and, um, at first base to end the game, and I was just running over to him, threw my hands in the air, and jumped up in the air. And I don't think I touched the ground for a good solid minute. <laughs> just, <laughs> just getting rolled around and, and just my shirt was untucked and everything. It was, it was, it was incredible. 
Do you remember any specific thing within that minute? Because that's that's just a melee at that point. You're hoping not to get buried under a pile, right? <laughs> just hoping not to get hurt. <laughs> yeah. Protect the arm! <laughs> that's right. Make sure I don't roll my ankle or hurt my arm. Colton, um, yeah, Colton Mahoney, your pitcher for BYU Baseball, joining BYU Sports Nation, the man who threw a no-hitter against Nichols State. And he brought the ball. And He brought, he brought the ball. Brought it's on the desk. It's right here. With I'm going to hold it. No, He's written no-hitter on it. This is awesome. What does this ball mean to you? Man, that, this ball means a lot. I mean, I've I've had I've had some pretty good games in my life, but to throw a no hitter, that's incredible. Like that's uh, especially at, at this level, and that's just a, a special moment for me. And just all the hard work I have just pay off. Especially getting back from my mission in August, I didn't think it would happen this year. I didn't <laughs> yeah, think it would yeah. ever happen. <laughs> You've written something on the baseball. What does it say on the baseball? Um, I just wrote that uh, I threw a no hitter at Nickel State, and we won five to zero. Um, nine innings pitched, zero hits, and 11 strikeouts. And it's a Southland Conference baseball. Mm-hmm. That's the conference that, we, that they, yeah. Nichols State plays in. Yeah. Are you creating like a shrine or a trophy case for that right now? Your <laughs> no, okay. I'm sure my mom is. Yes, <laughs> and if she I, should. If, if BYU Athletics asks to have that ball in the trophy case in Legacy Hall, would you let them have it or do you want to keep it? I'd let him have it. You'd let him have it? Okay. Wow. Because that, that would go right next to the, lo- to the likes of Corey Snyder and Rick Aguilera and Jack Morris and all that. That's, That's cool, though, because cool. everybody cool. can see that. Like, <laughs> you're you're be, in yeah, that conversation. That's pretty cool. That's awesome. Colton Mahoney, BYU baseball pitcher, on with BYU Sports Nation. Uh, they open a play against San Diego tonight in the West Coast Conference. But before we get to that, you and I have a few things in common. We've both been number three on the Sports Center top ten. No, I'm just kidding. I've never been Sports Center top ten. You were on the Sports Center top ten, number three, which is awesome. But you and I went to the same high school. I didn't know that until Jerem told me that this morning. Northridge High School in Layton, Utah, represent. That's right, represent the Knights. Now, now hold on, you just skipped over number three Sports Center like it was nothing because we to, went to the same to high school. Talk about Northridge. <laughs> yeah, we, come on, we went. This is coming from the guy that mentioned Copper Hills won their state tournament game on BYU Sports Nation. That's exactly right. They did. And then they, <laughs> and then they lost it over time to Davis. Yeah. Utah, North Utah County. Okay. So, Davis County. So Nor- Northridge Knight as well. Also, uh, you're right-handed, right? Mm-hmm. And I am right-handed. So basically, we're the same person. We're the same person. Are you serious right now? <laughs> what the heck, man? Number three, Sports Center. Who took the video behind home plate and then Brock Whitney uploaded it, right? And Tagged mm-hmm. it to get it to SportsCenter? Yeah, it was uh, Jeff Barker. He was, he was doing the charting behind and with the computer, and he ended up having somebody else's phone. So it wasn't even his phone because his phone was dead. And he ended up filming it, and, um, so, and then Brock Whitney uploaded it, and it was just sent around, and everybody on the team had it. And, and ESPN actually emailed my coach about it because all the hashtags and Twitter things about me um, and hashtag SportsCenter, Top Ten and stuff, that they emailed my coach, and my coach was like, do you have any video? And he's like, yeah, I do. So they uploaded it, and I was watching ESPN all night and finally saw it, and that was pretty sweet. What was that moment like when you see yourself on SportsCenter, and it's number three? That was cool. <laughs> that was surreal. I didn't ever expect for that to happen. That's well, going to be tough to beat. I mean, that, 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 that's right up there yeah. in, in terms of like sports accomplishments. That's really, really cool, and something that I, I'm never going to have happen to me. <laughs> <laughs> You open up play in the West Coast Conference against San Diego, a team that was picked to win the West Coast Conference, uh, but you got them at Miller Park, a critical three-game series here. How is your team feeling after your no-hitter? And it's kind of been a roller coaster season this far. What's the mentality going into this series? Man, we're just glad to be at home. <laughs> we've, we've missed a lot of school and been on the road a lot, playing a lot of games, and we're glad to be home. Um, we 
kicked Utah's butt 20 to 3 last 20 week. 20 to 3 home. in the Royal Blue. That was sweet. In the Royal Blue, we look good. <laughs> um, but you know we're we're excited to to be here to to play them on our home turf because they're a good team they're one of the better teams in our conference and we're definitely excited to win. You'll pitch Saturday that will be live on BYU TV. Uh, your freshman year you played at BYU. Did you pitch on BYU TV your freshman year a little bit? I did a little bit. Yeah, I, re- I remember you and pre- I, uh, Robbie Bolo or I called that game. But now you're back from a mission. And you have the opportunity to play. Uh, in a different, uh, well, in the WCC in San Diego is a good team, but I want to go back to Utah for a second. Twenty to three, <laughs> how it's eighteen to nothing through the first two innings. What in the world happened? We hit every single ball they threw to us, and they didn't make one play. <laughs> <laughs> their first pitcher only got one out, and I think their second pitcher only got another out, and we just kept rolling. And every ball they every ball they pitched, we just hit it to the wall. And then it's two days later the no hitter, right? Yeah. That's a pretty good three-day stretch right there. That's pretty good. We were feeling pretty good. We want you to sign our BYU Sports Nation flag. Will you do that? Absolutely. The first no-hitter in 25 years, thanks to the man that is on the BYU Sports Nation desk right now, Colton Mahoney. Colton, great to have you with us. Good luck against San Diego tonight. Thank you. Appreciate it. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, who deserves today's rise and shout? Colton got it a few days ago when he did what he did. Find out next. This is BYU Sports Nation. This is Taysom Hill, and you are listening to BYU Sports Nation. 169 days until BYU football opens the season on August 29th against the Yukon Huskies. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan hanging out in Studio B. You know what time it is? I do. What time is it? It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Baseball. BYU returns to Miller Park for its second real home game of the season as Cougars open West Coast Conference play against the preseason favorite, San Diego. Check it out at 8 Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Softball. The Cougars lost game one of a doubleheader yesterday to James Madison 3-1 in game two against number two ranked Oregon. The Cougs came within one run in the final inning but fell short of the upset, falling 3-2. Competition at the Rainbow Wahine Classic continues today as the Cougars take on the Hawaii Warriors. Swimming and diving. Are we going to that game in Hawaii? We're not. Okay. No. The swim team competes at the senior sectionals in Washington, while the dive team competes in the Zone E Diving Championships at the Air Force Academy. I don't know what any of that means. Good luck, BYU. Not to be confused with Zone B, C, D, or F, but the Zone E Championships. Good luck. Tomorrow on the show, Sports Illustrated's Jeff Benedict returns. Awesome. He's always really insightful. That guy's access is off the charts. From the ACC tournament, by the way. He's in Greensboro. He's in Greensboro. As is With Sean, our boy, Sean Farnham. As is our friend, Sean Farnham, who yeah. joined us on BYU Sports Nation twice last week. Guy who uh, did the color commentary for two of BYU's men's basketball games at the West Coast Conference Tournament. Also, Brian Logan, former BYU defensive back, current BYU TV analyst, will join us to break down BYU's Pro Day and what that means for guys like Daniel Sorensen and Ethan Manamaleuna and Kyle Van Nguyen and Cody Hopp and all the, all the guys that want to get noticed will have a chance to shine tomorrow. And tomorrow is BYU's Pro Day in the indoor practice facility. And so it starts at about 10.30. Daniel Sorensen told us 11, so maybe that's a nice little thing for us to know. We don't have to go as early. Uh, so during the show, it'll be going on. We'll talk to Brian get updates on that. Who gets our rise and shout today? Let's go with Cody Hoffman. Birthday boy! It's his birthday! Happy Unlike most BYU athletes, you. he's okay, probably 22. <laughs> is Graduating. He, yeah, is he 22? Probably. I don't know. He Co- did redshirt a year. Cody Hoppin will have a 
big pro day tomorrow. He's the guy that really needs to take advantage of this tomorrow because his combine wasn't, it was just, eh. He didn't impress. He didn't depress, I guess, if that's the word. But he, he, can do, uh, he can do some things tomorrow that might help. Yeah, we know he can NFL play. NFL scouts descend upon, descend upon the indoor practice facility tomorrow, 1030. Next. I'm, I'm going to watch. You just got me super excited to watch that. Now back to our Twitter question. How does Kyle Collinsworth's injury impact the BYU postseason? You got tweets. At Crazy Coog Fanatic, opportunity to grow through adversity. Rise up like the movie Remember the Titans. You can't replace baby, they Kyle, ain't. but you can make oh. it work. You can make it work. Think about, think about started this. started too high, by the way. Uh, Brandon Davies. B- he, he wasn't injured, but BYU lost him for the year because of uh, suspension. They rose to the occasion without one of their key players. Brandon Davies was yes. a very valuable player on that team. Hashtag rise up, yo. Look at LMU, a team that's in the West Coast Conference when they had that terrible tragedy in the last Hank Gathers. They were a top 25 team. They were, yeah, they were a lower seed uh, because of it. Lower, higher. It's always confusing because the number's lower, but you say Yeah, they higher. dropped to an 11 seed, yeah. but they, were effect- they, they made the tournament, but their seeding was affected. Yeah. And look at the, Cincinnati with Kenyon It's Kenyan all about Martin. whether BYU yeah. gets in or not. Do you really care about the seed if you're a BYU fan? You're on the bubble. You don't care about the seed. In. You just want to get, be invited to the dance, baby. At Laser Sheep, I think uh, Frank Bartley and Skylar Halford can help bring the energy, but rebounding needs to be aggressive. Giving up O-boards equals disaster. You and lost that's your where, leading rebounder. That's a lot where mm. you'll feel Kyle all over the place, his absence, but yeah, O-boards for sure. Hey, thanks to our guests today, Daniel Sorensen and Colton Mahoney in studio, also Dr. Matthew Polson and everyone on our crew. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at BYU Sports Nation for show links and much more. Episodes of the show on demand at BYUradio.org every afternoon and on BYUtv.org slash DVR. For Jerem Jordan, I'm Spencer Linton. Shout out to Gary Trost. BYU Sports Nation back at it tomorrow.